When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, how about them damn Celtics? We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Saturday, August 26th in the depths of summer, but we're almost to September. And I, I don't know if September is going to be much better, but I can't imagine it's worse than August. So that that's where my head's at, right? That's what I it thought last year. And then yeah. like, I was all excited to go into work and blast uh, the September song. And then I got news they're going to change my shift and I had to quit my job. So <laughs> you never know what's around the corner. But well, here we are a year later, very much more successful than we were last year. Good news. Excellent we, we stuff. On. Hard work. Ba- basketball wise, it has to be better, right? Because training camp has in to September. be. So, and you have the right. World Cup for the people that care about that. I know Andrew, uh, the Knicks fan, that he said, hey, can you guys talk about the Knicks? What? Like, thank you for listening to us, but listen to a Knicks podcast. We don't talk yeah. about the Knicks. <laughs> we're just we're not going to talk about the Knicks. I, I mean, if you really want to, this can be our Knicks podcast for the day. I saw on Twitter, our Barrett played really bad uh, in the last game. So I think he played really terrible it, in Canada. Was it the first official actual game? Uh, I think so. Maybe Canada FIBA game. I'm, I saw somewhere. I don't know if it was well in their the last. Excuse me. Clearly not. Um Yesterday, Canada played France. They killed them. So, I mean, good for them. Uh, yeah, RJ, Bear, by the way, very dominant. Yeah, did not was not Terrible. good. But Canada played 29 minutes uh, or RJ Barrett played 29 minutes for Canada. He had six, five and five. So mm. there's your next talk for the day. Uh, great game for RJ well-rounded Barrett, no. stat line. <laughs> I'm pretty sure RJ Barrett was having a really good like qualifiers, though. So, I, I mean, I'm oh, he was because Andrew that, would not stop commenting. I know that's the only it. reason I know about it. Uh, but. Anyways, uh, this is not a Knicks podcast. We're going to talk Celtics. Don't worry about it. Uh, and we'll start with, I guess, FIBA kind of, <laughs> excuse me, Christoph Porzingis not playing for FIBA. So I guess you can call it that um, because he is hurt. But he recently talked about the injury uh, and he called it funny, which is just maybe not exactly what you want to hear about it. You but should it's put in good spirits. the clip of Joe <laughs> Pesci from, uh, oh, my God, Goodfellas. Want to make sure I said the right mobster movie. <laughs> where he's like am i a joke to you my clown to you what's funny what's funny because uh this is not funny no not exactly christmas really said the foot's the foot hurts after exercise i almost feel almost nothing when walking it's a really funny injury i have an idea what the origin of the injury might be but it's something that builds up over the course of a career and pops out at one point it got worse during the training process when it started to hurt then i couldn't get rid of the inflammation either now i have four to six week plan we heard this little part where he's like mm. oh, four to six weeks feelings are good though and then this is another tidbit that's newer that people have talked about boston wanted me to continue my recovery there but i told them it was very important for me to be with the national team even though i wasn't playing they supported my decision also there most likely i will have a long season ahead of me it is important now to spend time with my teammates 
uh, in the national team, family at home, Boston respected all of that and supported me, which I think is good. And uh, you, you understand it, right? Like he obviously wanted to play in FIBA. And then the second part of him having family in Latvia, wanting to be with them as well, or wanting to be around them or closer to them. Uh, it makes sense. But the whole funny injury thing is uh, quite the interesting angle for Porzingis to be taking here <laughs> with him being yeah. out for six weeks. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Celtics just traded their longest tenured player for you. It's funny. Your foot's hurt. It's funny. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm happy that it's something I, I think when he says funny, it's more of strange. That's what he means by it. Yeah. But I, I'm happy it's something that he feels comfortable with where it's not consistently nagging him. He can walk okay. It only acts up after he's done a workout. Like it's not as drastic as it could be. Foot injuries are definitely a bitch though. You you don't want to have to deal with that. No, not fun at all. But like we said, it sounds like uh, he ha- is in good spirits, which is all you can really ask for uh, with an injury like this. It's not like it'll just go away. And again, sampling of players diagnosed with plantar fasciitis at one point. Dame Lillard, Paul Gasol, Jason Kidd, Marcus Camby, Joe Johnson, Ty Lawson, Nene, Brandon Knight, Derek Favors, Steve Francis. So you have a little wide array here. Hopefully we yeah, can have them. I was going to say, you should have started with Dame Lillard and it gets worse. <laughs> uh, I mean, also Jakeem Noah. I'm pretty sure Shea had it last year. Embiid had it a couple seasons ago. So it's not. Embiid it's not like it's a death. Won the MVP. Yeah, it's not and a I death. Did the bit about yeah, the Celtics will make the second round, but Porzingis will win MVP. <laughs> not worth it. No, but uh, funny injury. He said, uh, and like you said, it sounds more like he's just confusing is the word he's looking for rather than funny, even though that's the word everyone, every outlet is just inevitably going to run with. Uh, and it's what we led with because well, it's, it's the funny part. Um, the part about Boston wanting him to come back uh, or the Celtics wanting him to come back to Boston um, to recover there is interesting as well. Again, it makes sense for him to want to be with the national team. It sounds like he really did want to play. I mean, most of these international guys really want to play for the teams. Like Luke always plays for Slovenia. Uh, Giannis usually plays for Greece, even though he's not this year because he's also hurt. Like you usually see these guys from Europe and from other countries wanting to play for their national teams. Um, and so it makes sense that Porzingis wanted to play for them. Um, so be, wanting to be around them also makes sense. I can't imagine Latvia is going to do very well without him, but. I, I don't really have monster. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with him staying over there as long as he's getting the right recovery stuff. Then I assume it's fine. Did you see the game that Bertens had for Latvia? That oh, was it good. Seven of eight, six of seven from three. You know the Mavericks are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game that I'm surprised he didn't have against the Celtics. Mm. That's usually what you get. Remember Probably has had wanted that game Davis Bertans. Remember when he was the mm-hmm. the, uh, the prize at the trade deadline a couple years ago, back right yes. before COVID. He was He's the nasty. missing piece. He was really, really. And then really Washington good. paid him. Yeah, no, he was really good in Washington. He had a really good season, so it makes sense. Um, Latvia is not doing too hot in FIBA, from what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm trying to look for their latest games. I their last game. Oh, actually, they did kill. They killed Lebanon uh, yesterday. Who's the best One player of, in Lebanon? Well, probably uh, probably nobody great. Uh, I don't know any of these names. Lebanon so. James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know none of these games. Bertans only played 15 minutes. Put it that way. <laughs> so uh, he didn't really he have to do with? much. Was that the monster game? He... Yeah, 20 points. Damn, seven he just eight popped off six, seven. 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he played shooting guard for him, in case you're wondering. Uh, killed him. Porzingis. Yeah, Porzingis didn't even have to play much. Um, oh, I'm sorry. 
Uh, Sam's wrong, and he baited me. Darius Bertans had that stat mm. line, so not Davis. Are they twins? <laughs> uh, maybe Davis came off the bench and ha- shot three of eight and three of seven, had ten points. Uh, David Darius Bertans. <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't. He's only last roster four. spot. Here he comes. Darius Bertans' brother. I you have to assume, right? <clears throat> yeah, they're brothers. Um, he's three years older than his brother Davis. Uh, mm-hmm. Other notable names on this team. Uh, Enzich Pajinkis. He's the guy that I thought was playing for the Warriors the other day. He's been in the NBA. I'm just looking at guys who have been in the NBA. That uh, Rodians Karuch. He played for the Nets and the Bucks. Um, <clears throat> they have a couple former NBA players, and you can laugh at the fact that they were fringe NBA players. But when you're competing against Lebanon, who has literally nothing close, it yes. matters, right? Like that's a pretty that's a pretty big difference. Um, Lafayette is set to go up against uh France and then Canada in their next two games, though. So we'll see. Oh, well get ready to get steamrolled, Latvia. <laughs> so maybe two not the, probably best, the best non United States teams in the tournament. Well, get ready Canada, to play just, Canada just murdered France, so yeah, uh, not close, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about Porzingis playing in Lafayette. Does that, is that matter to you at all? Are you fine with him? I, as long as he's healthy, I really don't care. Well, he's not healthy, but prefer his recovery, I mean. Well, that's what I mean. Ask me in four to six weeks if I care. Okay, 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 gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Porzingis wanted to stay with Latvia to recover uh, and says it's a funny injury, but probably it's confusing, so that's fine. Uh, next thing we have, Patrick Beverly uh, is talking. Shocker. Um, I, I don't know if this was something that came up randomly. I think he was asked this. I think he was asked by like a fan, like in one of those TikTok interviews where they hold up the phone and ask him a question. So I'm not going to completely put this on Pat Bev. Like he wasn't just randomly spewing hate at the Celtics. This was somebody asking him and him giving his opinion, which is whatever. But basically was asked, can Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown win a championship together? And he said, no, they're too much of the same player. They don't compliment each other enough. Which is just like they're all everything I saw on Twitter was like, so you're saying they couldn't have won two more games together two years ago? Like, I, it's just, it's just, I, I, we had these conversations. Oh, I just like, banged the fuck out of like my two, foot. <laughs> tough. We had these conversations like two to three years ago, right? At the deadline, we're like, okay, this isn't really working. This was the season where they lost to the Nets. And then the next year where they were bad at the trade deadline and then had this miraculous turnaround. Like, these conversations ran rampant. After a trip to the finals and then a great season this year that ended, unfortunately, obviously it sucked. I, I feel like these conversations shouldn't have to happen anymore. Like this. Yeah. Is, the breakup, the stupid. Tatum and Brown group is back all the way back. They're pumped. Mm-hmm. They've reemerged. I suppose it was a real talking point throughout the first half of the summer when there was the, should they extend Jalen? Should they not extend him? Should they trade him for Dame? all that conversation going on, exhausting stuff. But when you go crashing out of the playoffs like they did, where it felt like they were going to get swept, then they built everyone up, and then they just laid an egg in game seven, I guess it's somewhat natural. But it is funny that the Jays can't win together thing is coming from Pat Bev, whose team, not that he was on it, just got the piss beat out of them in a game seven by the Celtics, where uh, (laughs) both those guys played pretty well. So, yeah, I don't know. Philly has never beaten the Jays. So maybe maybe they should break up Philly's core first. Right? Yeah, that's the question. And I've like, heard the Jays compliment each other very much. They probably say very nice things to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just a weird discourse. Like, the Jays were working out together recently, right? We saw those videos. Like, should the – just any team that hasn't won a championship, should they break up their core? 
Like, it's just a very yes. weird thing about the Celtics. Well, <clears throat> the thing is because... Miami should b- blow it up. <clears throat> right? Jimmy Butler yep. and Bam Adebayo can't win Philly together. should actually blow it up. Philly can't win together. Memphis can't win together. Just blow them mm. all up. The only reason you hear these conversations about the Celtics is because they are young and because they've had so much success. Right? Well, Memphis hasn't been, even... They've been close. But, and they haven't been able to get over the hump. I, well, they hadn't been able to get over the Eastern Conference Finals hump. Then they did that and they made the finals and then they didn't go back to the finals this year, which all of us in like the, the haters defense kind of crowned them Easter conference champions. When the Brogdon trade happened, whether it was you, I certainly thought they should go to the finals, you know, their favorites. Yeah. I think it's yeah, crowned they were favored they were favorites. like on me definitely said it. And I still think they should have been able to get past Miami. They just should have. And they didn't. So when a season ends in a disappointing fashion, which even though they made the finals two years ago, it happened then too. So this is two seasons in a row where it was kind of disappointing. The getting over the hump in 2022 took the sting off of that one. But now it's like, wow, they couldn't get past Miami again. I thought I thought this was over with. I thought they but were fine. Since since the Heat have made it to the finals an extra time and still not won, then Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo should really break up, right? Yeah. It's just dumb. It's just so they stupid. Sure should. It's just the stupidest conversation in the world. And we we had it two years ago when the hump was okay, they can't, like, win in the playoffs. They can't even get to the finals. But, Which was always ridiculous, uh, by the way. I, yeah, I, was never, always, I never yeah. backed off of that. <clears throat> it's just, it frustrates me. Like, break up Kawhi and Paul George, right? I don't care if they're hurt. They've, had, yes, they've been together probably. for long enough, right? Some it's of these just, are valid, yes. Like, even Miami, like, we can poke fun at it because they had a great playoff run. But let's see, what's it, August? We'll say you don't break about up the four heat. and a half months ago, or we'll say six for the trade deadline. People wanted them to make major moves and like rebuild because mm-hmm. they were not it's playing just... well. They were inconsistent throughout the regular season, almost like uh, Miami was not Miami. Golden State was because they dealt with so many injuries. That team really struggled. They were mm-hmm. in the play in for a reason. Yeah, and it's just. Obviously, it's championship or bust, and it's pretty much the same way in Miami. Like, they're not, it's not the same level as Boston, but I, I doubt many Heat fans were like, oh, yeah, it's okay. We tried, right? Like, they're, they, they, they care about championships too. It's, they were but, very happy to have beaten the Celtics, if you must know. That's fine. That's they're what the Reddit community happy. said. But <clears throat> until you get to the finals, and I just don't like, you could have a team together for five years have them never even sniff the conference finals. And people are just like, no, it's like not talk about it. But since the Celtics and the heat have gotten close, break them up. It, it like, that's the part that doesn't make sense to me. And that's the part that I think is stupid, right? Like, well, Miami ja- is more valid because those guys are older. You have to start planning a little bit for the decline. Jimmy Butler makes a ton of money. They paid Lowry, uh, Bam and hero are both eating up a good amount of cap too. Like they, they are kind of tied up with their money and they've probably already peaked. The difference between them and the Celtics is the Celtics, you can you can make the argument, okay, Tatum and Brown are 75 to 85% of what they're going to be. They're supposed to still get better. You can't really say that for Miami. Maybe Bam you can, but Jimmy you Butler is probably not going to get better. You still don't break up the heat, though. I'm yeah, not like, saying you do, but I'm saying if you had to pick one, that no, I would know be the one mean. that would make more sense. If the Celtics just blew it up for no reason, everyone would be like, what is going on? Why are they doing this? Miami, had they not made that run, it's very realistic that that team could look very much different this summer. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just stupid. I just all this, all these conversations of should the Celtics break up is dumb. Uh, and the only reason we're talking about it is because it's August twenty sixth. 
it's terrible. So we can we can college football is back today. Can't wait. We can be done. Uh, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, next thing. Sam, did you put worst mock trade I've ever seen? This is yes, something you put on here, right? Worst mock trade I've ever seen. I sent this to Jack yesterday because oh, oh, yes. this might have been the funniest article I've ever put together. So for Hardwood Houdini yesterday, I was poking around and I found... A mock trade written by, let me go find it. If I could actually get to the website, that would be so much fun. It was by Sports Illustrated, but I don't remember who wrote it. So let's go. Why didn't you have this up before? <laughs> I didn't here. know if we were going to go to it next. It's my own. Eric, Eric J. Santos, Sports Illustrated, wrote up a trade. Okay. <clears throat> he wrote uh, the trade. This, yes. It was between Boston and Philadelphia, which probably already won't happen. But... Coming to Boston would be James Harden. And going to Philadelphia would be Malcolm Brogdon and yeah, Al Horford. Yeah. Okay. Now, I am no Sixers <laughs> fan, but I do have a great understanding of how the 76ers fans in the city of Philadelphia feel about the Horford family. Not just Al, but his sister Anna, too. I'm in and, and the mutual feeling on from the Horford standpoint. I'm sure everybody involved in this trade would be like, absolutely not. No, this is not happening. Horford may retire if this was to happen, which is not even something I touched upon in here. And we haven't even gotten to the James Harden aspect of this, where we talked about this at length last time we did a pod this week. There are 29 teams out there that could possibly trade for James Harden and not a single one of them has interest in doing so. That's why you're seeing all of this. Daryl Morey is a liar because Harden was told he was going to be traded quickly. Well, the problem is to be traded quickly, somebody has to want to take you in. And that's just not happening. Nobody wants that headache. Mm -hmm. He's been a pain in the ass. He's forced his way out of three franchises now. And the production is not there. We have reached the point in Harden's career where he is not impactful enough to act like this. Nobody's putting up with it, and you're seeing it with the the trade interest around the league. So circling back to this mock trade, the Celtics, who were one win away from the NBA Finals, they were two wins away from a championship two years ago, are going to trade a key piece of their core in Al Horford, who has been a glue guy every season he's been with the Celtics, whether it's this stint or the first one, for James Harden, and not to mention Brogdon, who is kind of an afterthought in this whole thing, just because... The narrative isn't there for me to make fun of it, but he was the sixth man of the year last year as well. For Harden, mm. who's going to come in here and be like, yeah, maybe I want to play in China next year if you guys don't <laughs> do what I ask. And who's going to sit on the ball? Mind you, he's gotten better being with Philly and having to play with Embiid, who won MVP last year. But really, you think that's going to work with Tatum and Brown? I don't think so. Who was terrible in the playoffs? You watched him melt in game six and seven against the Celtics. You would make this trade? Fairness to him, he did do like a little bit of a disclaimer and say this trade idea serves as a scenario to consider if the Celtics decide to pursue Harden, not an endorsement of the decision to do so. So 
Fair. to protect Eric J. Santos, he did give a disclaimer in his article. Why? I mean, this is this is what you get in August. Yeah, this is peak August. That's what I was just gonna say. This is uh, this is truly terrible. I mean, the issue with the Celtics and a James Harden trade is one: the fit's terrible, like you said. Like, but if if you like before anything else, like the fit just doesn't make sense. Derek White makes more sense as a point guard with the Celtics team because of the defense he plays and the fact that the Jays need the ball in their hands a lot. Malcolm Brogdon is important because of his off-ball spacing and his extra, you know, scoring a little bit, but he doesn't need the ball all the time. So put those two things at the forefront of the <clears throat> why the Celtics, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, shouldn't trade for James Harden conversation. But past that, the issue comes with you just can't make a trade that both teams would want. Like, there's just no way to make a Celtics-James Harden trade, even if the Celtics really, really wanted James Harden. There is no trade that would make sense for both teams, right? This trade, I don't even think this financially works. I, I don't think the Celtics would have enough money to make this trade. Work. Uh, I don't think Horford this is a makes, financially valid deal. He makes about $10 million. Brogdon makes 22 ish Yeah, I don't Harden's think that works. Harden's in the mid-30s. It's pretty close. Let me. I'm gonna put it into into fans. We're going to the monitor for this mock. Yeah, we're going to VAR because I don't think this actually works for the Celtics. I didn't even check it. It works here. The Celtics would be taking on like three point one million extra, which I guess they can afford to take on because I don't know. But you probably have to. The software hasn't put in the new CBA yet. Yeah. You'd probably have to put in like a, a Pritchard or something else to make it work with the new CBA or whatever, which just makes it even worse. And from the flip side, like Sam said, the Sixers don't want Al Horford. And if they no. don't want Al Horford, they already right, tried that. Exactly. So he wouldn't be in this trade. So it would have to be Rob in the trade. And at that point, Rob and Brogdon for Harden, like one, the Celtics won't do that because that's two impact players for a guy who doesn't fit with their team. And two, the Sixers wouldn't do that because that's terrible value for James Harden, right? As And as much as you dislike James Harden and his fit, he's a better player than Brogdon. He's a better player than Rob, like minus off the all the like off-court shenanigans, right? But like purely basketball, he's clearly better than both of them. And purely basketball, if the Sixers didn't have a history with Horford, like ignoring everything else in the fit, the pure value of James Harden for these two players is a good trade. But that's not where the issue is. The issue is Sixers don't want Al Horford. The Celtics don't want James Harden. And so it's just a moot point because there's no trade that you could do for James Harden and the sec- and the Celtics. It's just not, it's just impossible. You, there's no trade you could find unless you wanted to do. No, I, I can't even think of it. There is nothing. There's just nothing you could do no. that would make sense. Even if you put Robin, it doesn't make sense because they already have Embiid. Unless they're mm-hmm. like full, like blow it up and be gone like, too. Yeah. This is for either side. This isn't for the Celtics. This is like neither side could find a deal they it would just want. Just doesn't work. Not at all. That's the problem with Harden and why they can't trade him is because he makes too much money for teams to want to give up what it's going to take to get him there financially. Plus, Philly has a expectation of good value that they're going to get back and it's just not there. So this is not going to happen. The only teams that I could see coming out of the woodwork and trading for James Harden I think the Heat could maybe do it because there is a way for them to get both Lillard and Harden or if they just got sick of the Trailblazers uh, and everything, which this isn't saying like the Trailblazers are wrong, just like sick of having to negotiate, just pivot and probably give up a little bit less for James Harden. One year of that. 
and then figure out with Dame in the future. Uh, so I think that's the thing. Obviously, the Clippers are there, and I think they could probably figure something out. Um, and then I think the Pelicans or the Timberwolves are the only other teams I could see saying, okay, let's take on one year just to shake something up and see if we can get a little bit competitive. But I think the Pelicans make the most sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think they have the most to gain from it. I agree. <clears throat> but the uh, <clears throat> Celtics should not trade for James Harden. Sorry, Eric J. Santos. We appreciate your tidbit of good off-season try. content but yeah good, good try. try maybe not though all right next Celtics thing we have on the you sheet didn't even here. get to see the final tra- uh trade grade oh did sam actually grade the trade i what, did it, yeah it's just an, it's just an f where where is he where's the grade even go up did he edit it out no he didn't c for get ready to learn chinese buddy <clears throat> it's generous even with the meme <laughs> uh all right next thing we got uh, is the best and worst trades of the Brad Stevens tenure. So Harris Rubenstein wrote an article for Celtics blog where he took a look at the best uh, trades Brad has, Stevens has made, or I think all of the trades Brad Stevens has made uh, throughout his time uh, as the GM of the Celtics. Excuse me. He has one, two, three, four, five trades on here, and he grades them all. I think we should go through those look at his grades for those and then also take a look at some of the other moves Brad Stevens has made and discuss have there been bad moves throughout the Brad Stevens tenure? Cause I don't necessarily think there have been a ton of this move was objectively bad. <clears throat> Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a couple where you can question, was it worth it? But I don't know how many bad moves Brad Stevens has made through his tenure as GM. So <clears throat> let's go through. When the trades come up, we can compare them, compare them, excuse me, to Harris's grades. Um, and then we will uh, just look at the move. So the first move, obviously, that Brad Stevens made in his tenure was literally like two weeks after he was hired. Traded Kemba, 2021 first round pick and a 2025 second to the Thunder for Moses Brown, Al Horford and a 2023 second round pick. Um, I mean, yeah, good trade. <laughs> good, good trade. Good trade. Uh, the only question, yeah, the only thing people up. were questioning were uh, they traded like the 16th overall pick in the draft. Don't care, it's fine. Al Horford, it was Shangoon, it was Shangoon. He's pretty good, but cook, no, it's fine. Chalk it up, terrible. Good trade. Harris Rubenstein graded it an A plus for the Celtics, and I agree. Good trade, Brad. Great way to start off the tenure. All right, I agree. Next thing Brad Stevens did, I'm just going through all the moves, he traded Moses Brown to the Mavericks and got Josh Richardson in the sign and trade fire, fire trade, right? fire trade. Great. Maybe Good one of the greatest trade. trades ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that fun. Good. trade. Took him into the TPE. Good move for Brad Stevens. Uh, this was not in Harris's article, but it was something he did. And uh, another one. Him. Yes. Did also extend it. Another one uh, in this. Not in the article, I should say three team trade Celtics traded Tristan Thompson to the Kings. Hawks traded Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a second-round pick to the Celtics. Kings traded DeLon Wright to the Hawks. So basically traded Tristan Thompson for Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a second-round pick. Good job, Brad Stevens. None of that never suited up. (laughs) Now he's playing on Utah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next three things that Brad did. Signed Sam Hauser to a two-way deal. Good job, Brad. W. Signed Dennis Schroeder to a contract. Whatever. Wasn't a fan, but it is what it is. Got Tice back. Fine. Signed Dennis Cantor. L. 
no. <laughs> only L. <clears throat> I I maintain that is the only L of Brad's tenure, mainly because they literally gave up Desmond Bain to get off of his contract, and then Brad Stevens was like, "Now nah, we'll bring him back." I'm surprised you don't put Schroeder so, no. as an L. I I didn't like the way Schroeder played and his fit with the team, but he's a good player. Ennis Freedom's just a bad player. Like he's just not good. So yeah. uh and a bad human. So we'll we'll just round it out there. L L by Brad. Um sign and trade, Evan Fournier, whatever, that's fine. Uh Chris Dunn, Carson Edwards in a second for Juancho Hernan Gomez. Sure. Kind of an L. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, mid. Bunch of signings for training camp. <clears throat> Only one that mattered. Uh, signed and waived Luke Cornett to keep him in the G League. W. Good job. Uh, lost Garrison Matthews. Made all Celtics fans cry. RIP. A uh, bunch of stuff during the season for the COVID season. Traded Wancho Hernan Gomez to the Spurs. Got Bull Bull and PJ Dozier. The didn't matter. Both literally quality players. <laughs> yeah, literally. Play. Literally didn't matter at all. Uh, February 10th. Romeo Langford, Josh Richardson, 2022 first-round pick, and a 2028 first-round pick for Derek White. W. Big W. A lot I of mean, moves with the Spurs, yeah. by the way. That's yeah. back-to-back, and the Noah Vonley one, which will come up, mm-hmm. was also they trade him to the Spurs to get off the contract this year. Yep. Harris gave an A+. I agree. Good trade. You were upset at the time. You were upset with the draft. Yeah, Richardson, still fire. Mm-hmm. Now on still the good. Heat, but quality <clears throat> Celtic. Always liked him. Mm-hmm. Good trade. Uh, Bruno Fernando, Ennis Freedom, Dennis Schroeder to the Houston Rockets for Daniel Tice. W, good trade, Brad. <clears throat> and then Bull Bull, PJ Dozier, and a second round pick for a 2023 second round pick. Um, that just didn't convey. It just, they yeah, literally just, just dumped. Didn't. Yeah, whatever. Terrible. Fine. Uh, converted Hauser to a regular contract, signed Luke Cornette, both good, fine. Um, None of this matters. Random moves. Nothing, nothing. Drafted J.D. Davison. Sure. Maybe fine. you know. <laughs> eh, com- compared Considering to, the spot. Compared to what else was around him. I don't want to call it an L. It was 2022 draft, right? Let, let me look at uh what else was available around J.D. Davison. Because he was a late second round pick. Yes. Yeah. The f- five players after him. Yannick Nezosa, Gui Santos, Luke Travers, Jabari Walker, Hugo Benson. So mm. <clears throat> take it with a great assault. <laughs> Probably fine. Um, let's see. Next move Brad Stevens made. We're not going to spend too long on these. We're go. Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, Aaron Neesmith, Nick Stauskas, Daniel Tyson, a 2023 first for Malcolm Brogdon. Good trade. <clears throat> good, good trade, Brad. Free, That's about it. free trade. <clears throat> free. Agreed. Finally. They finally got <laughs> one. After years of me complaining, they finally got a free trade last summer. <clears throat> good job, Brad. Sign Gallinari. Tough. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, not his fault. Fine, Void. but <clears throat> you get to pass there. Uh, signed a bunch of training camp guys. Signed Blake Griffin. W, good job. Um, let's see what else. Traded Vonley to the Spurs for a protected future second and nothing. Just dumped him. Fine, whatever. Traded Justin D- Jackson in a 2023 second and a 2029 second for Mike Muscala. Fine. Didn't matter really. Second like, round picks. What are they going to do? <clears throat> yeah. Now whatever. they're gone. That's fine. That's why you have second round picks to tr- make little trades like that. Um, and then obviously, uh, oh, Harris did grade the Mike Muscala trade. He graded it a C. Fine. Doesn't matter. And he graded the Brogdon trade a B slash B plus. Fine. 
Uh, and then the last one, which Harris graded an incomplete, um, <clears throat> Gallinari, Muscala, and uh, a pick to the Wizards for Marcus Smart. Uh, got Kristaps Porzingis back. Marcus Smart going out to the Grizzlies. Porzingis obviously back to the Celtics, uh, as well as a couple firsts that turned into Jordan Walsh and then a 2024 Warriors first. He rated it incomplete, and I mean that's really all you can grade it. It's incomplete until the Celtics find out how they do with Porzingis. I hope it. Uh, they better win. Hope it works. They better hope win. it works. Um, and I think that's it. And then you have the flurry of one, two, three, four plus moves Brad Stevens made on draft night that no one cares about. <laughs> that pissed Sam off. For well, while. you got Jordan Walsh. <clears throat> yeah. So fine. We somewhat care, even though I forget he's on the team twice a week. <laughs> no good moves by brad overall like i said not really any else for brad stevens most of them were fine trades didn't really make any bad moves so good for brad stevens he's had a good tenure so far uh, a lot of gms cannot stay the same another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Next thing we have, more player rankings. Um, I know Sam loves player rankings. But in this one, the Celtics do pretty well because Jason Tatum was ranked the number one small forward in the NBA by hoop site. Thoughts, Sam? Number one. He might be the best small forward in the league for five of the seven regular season months. He's always due for a couple months where he just doesn't look like he belongs in the NBA. But he's had a really, really great couple of years. The Celtics have had really great success despite not getting disappointing over the hump. finishes to the mm-hmm. season. Sure, they have I been... guess. It, it's weird seeing him above other names, though. Yeah, for reference, Jason Tatum 1, Kevin Durant 2, Jimmy Butler 3, Kawhi Leonard 4, LeBron James 5. <clears throat> Definitely it's weird so to see him above those names, but um, I think it makes sense. I mean, he is... What's, what's crazy to me is there's no other, like... In a couple years, when those four players inevitably retire, the gap between Tatum and the second-best small forward is going to be massive, right? It's true. Because <clears throat> like There are other the guys next... coming, though. The next best small forward under 30, like Paul George is six. It's Brandon Ingram at seven. And as much as Pelicans fans would love to debate Brandon Ingram versus Jason Tatum. Sorry. (laughs) It's really back in the day. Yeah, it's really not there. Like Ingram's great at seven. Then you get Mikhail Bridges at eight. He's probably the one who'll probably get closest in my opinion. Um, DeRozan at nine and Chris Middleton at 10. Fine. I just Tatum at one makes too much sense though. He has been more successful than what over the past two years, he's been more successful than two other NBA franchises. Maybe three. If you want to throw the heat in there for getting to the finals, but they've gotten to the finals the same amount of times in the past two seasons, they've split it. Um, and then the warriors and the nuggets have been more successful because they won the title. Right. <clears throat> but Jason Tatum has played the most games over the past X amount of seasons. He's won more playoff games than probably a lot of guys on this list. He's he's already the best. He's just is, and people. It's can so it, weird but... seeing him at the top, dude. It's it's weird seeing him above Durant. Mm-hmm. It is. A year uh, ago, he wasn't above Durant. I don't no. think. I mean, 
if you asked people after that net series, people would probably say he was. Maybe he killed him. He murdered him in the net series. Man. But then last summer close. was the summer of the Celtics are getting KD and it wasn't for Tatum. Like Tatum was not the guy going out in the trade. It was Jalen Brown, but it was like, who's going to be the number one. If Durant comes to town, we didn't know hmm. it was a true, you know, it was a true debate. Now circling now back on like our a difference, uh, circling back on our conversation. Thing. It's funny that people are like, Oh, KD. I mean, Jason Tatum can't play with Jalen Brown, but they're like, Oh yeah, Kevin Durant. That's a good idea. It's not definitely yeah. not the exact same player. <laughs> true. Um, rest of this list, in case people are interested, Franz Wagner at eleven. I I don't know the rest of this list, but that's a lot. Andrew Wiggins at twelve, Scotty Barnes thirteen, R.J. Barrett fourteen, Ananobi fifteen, Michael Porter Jr. sixteen, Devin Vassell seventeen, Jade McDaniel's eighteen, Keldon Johnson nineteen, Bojan Bogdanovic twenty, Benedict Matherin twenty one, Dylan Brooks twenty two, Trey Murphy twenty three, Bruce Brown twenty four. The small forward talent falls off is, is basically what we just learned. Um, it feels like there's thoughts? a lot less stars at the small forward position now. Yeah, than the guards. I know there's still a solid 10, 12 guys that are stars. But a lot of small forwards now are just catch and shoot 3 and D guys. And that's kind of what you want. Because mm-hmm. you can rely yeah. on them to do their job. They're long. If they're good at defense, they're switchable. They can guard multiple positions. And if they're knocking down threes, they're the perfect fit on any competitive team. Any issues with the rest of these rankings? Any thoughts? Uh, I think. Hold on. I did have something. I'm I scrolling. I thought that um, who's 14. 14 is RJ Barrett. <clears throat> Keep mm-hmm. going down. Which way? Like, yeah. Like, OG like higher 15. up the ranks. Oh, I thought OG was low. <clears throat> That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. I think he should probably be above. He should RJ be right Barrett. next to Wiggins. Do you think he's better than Scotty Barnes? Yeah, it's fair. All defense. I think it's different. I think Ananobi's probably better right now, but Scotty Barnes very clearly has the higher ceiling. OG might just, be the best role playing small forward in the league. That's why. I think him and Wiggins are the same. Wiggins, I think him and yeah. Wiggins are the exact same player, <clears throat> which is not a, that's not Franz a guess on them. Franz is nasty. Yeah, he's going to be really good. That Magic team. Get ready. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Just like the Pistons last year. Mm-hmm. I think I think DeRozan might be a little low. I, I know he like doesn't. He should be higher. I know he doesn't contribute to winning, or he hasn't the past two seasons, but has have Ingram and Mikael Bridges in their solo spots, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for, for how good DeRozan has been a two time all star to put him below Mikael Bridges and Brandon Ingram. Like, I think by this time next year, they will both be better than DeRozan. And if that's what this is predicting, fine. But right now, heading into the season, putting DeRozan below them, even DeRozan below Paul George. Right. Like, I know Paul George's team has made the playoffs. But Paul George wasn't on the court. Right. I, I don't know. I think, I think these gets kind a of things are projections where he wants people to be able to come back to this and be like, damn. He knows ball. Sure. That's fine, too. I just think DeRozan, as much as the Bulls think, I think he gets too much of the hate for it because he's a good player. DeRozan's a good player. But anyways, Tatum number one. Cool. Good job. Uh, All right. Next thing we have, the Boston Celtics $15 challenge. This was put together by Trevor Haas uh, for Celtics blog. And Sam, we're each going to make a team. Have you seen this at all or am I surprising? I have not. I mean, I saw it was happening, but I I haven't really got to look at it. You've seen the $15 challenge, right? You know the concept. 
Yep. There are players ranked $1, $2, $3, $4, $5. Trevor Haas made a tier list for Celtics blog of all Celtics players, and we're going to build our team. Um, <clears throat> I think he built his own team as well. But these these are the $1. The fives are $5, obviously. Fours are $4, and so on and so on. These okay. are the rankings. I put them on the screen here, so watch on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> so let's, we can take a look here. Uh, and I mean, I immediately see the best value $1 in the world, so I'm probably going to go with that. Do you want to do this together, or do you want to do separate and compare? Uh, <laughs> let's make one together, and we can debate. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Uh, Rondo for a dollar is, I mean, come on. A dollar for Rondo? Yeah, That's- he's arguably the best like point guard skill-wise. In the history yes. of the franchise, which mm-hmm. is really weird to say, because there are other greats that have played. Obviously, Bob Cousy, DJ being there, even now, Tiny Archibald, JoJo White, all of those players are it, excellent players. Is it worth taking a five dollar? Obviously, the best players—they're the best. There's some uh, real value at the four dollars. <throat> there is some great Tatum and Garnett being four dollars each is crazy. You know what I'm saying? You pick I, Tatum, Garnett, Ray that's Allen. Eight, eight that's eight dollars, right there. And you've got 11. four dollars left to play with, so you can pick your last two out of the out of the twos of the ones. That's where it gets tough. Because like <clears throat> Rondo's great for a dollar. You could also go Dennis Johnson for two and be fine at the point guard. Hmm. So that's tough. If you go four, four, five, that's eight, and then you have five. You'd have two one dollars and two one like Ainge and Rondo. If you want to do like Tatum, Garnett. Larry Bird, Ainge, and Rondo, that'd probably be pretty good. <clears throat> that might be the best lineup, but then you have a weak spot with Danny Ainge, who's a fine player, but it's just like not exactly what you want in an all-time Celtics lineup. Um, hmm. You could go... <clears throat> what if you did something like Rondo at the one, Dennis Johnson at the two? No. And then you could... No. <laughs> no. Jalen Brown at the two instead? You're better off putting, yeah, Jalen Brown at the two. Yeah, you're right. I, or, or Reggie Lewis. I, I missed him right there. So Jalen Brown would be great. You could go Rondo, JB, Tatum, Garnett, Parrish, right? That'd be 15. Yeah, you could. That's pretty good. Yeah. That might be the best you get. That might be the best you get. You got a lot <laughs> of size. You got a lot of decent shot creation in Tatum and Brown. Garnett, mm. one of the all-time greats at the forward spot, too. And yeah. the first couple of years... Before he hurts his knee, defensive player of the year in 2008. Mm-hmm. There's too much pick. value, I think. Well, let's see. I want to see what he, Trevor, went with. Give me a Larry Bird to start. Yeah, sure. Uh, is he going, you have to pick one from each tier? I hope not, because we cheated then. He said Br- Rondo Brown, Bird, Heinsohn, Garnett. Okay. That's let's one do- from each tier. Okay, so let's do one for each tier then in that case. Okay, so it has to be Rondo, and I think Rondo Jalen is the easy yeah, one, two Rondo, for the lower Jaylen. tiers, right? Because I think you have then to start bottom up. Sam Jones might be a good sneaky pick there. But you're going small at that point. Mm-hmm. You go Maxwell? Get a little size? Maybe. You could play You could play Jalen at the three, Rayon at the two. Jalen Brown's six, seven. Right, he plays true. The three in real You could life. do that too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're gonna, but regardless, you're gonna, the the one two three is gonna be your one two three. <clears throat> so you need two two big guys. <clears throat> so would it? I be think you go Tatum over Garnett. 
Here's why. Tatum's just more versatile. He can shoot way better. He can space the floor. If you have somebody like Rondo creating shots, you I need think the you rest either guys to be able to knock him down. I think you either go Tatum, Bill Russell, or Garnett, Larry Bird. Maybe, yeah, maybe you go Garnett, Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. It's tough because Garnett is a bit small for the center spot. Yeah, a little bit. Not in today's game, though. If you're playing them right now, you'd be fine. I suppose. <clears throat> either one of those is fine. I-, I like our lineup with the the Tatum, Garnett, Parrish, Rondo, JB, but <clears throat> to each their own. Uh I just thought that was a fun activity, so we'll leave it there. And then I believe what is our last Celtics thing of the day is another Celtics blog article. Thank you to Celtics blog for giving us the content. Uh, Mike Dynan of Celtics blog wrote something. Where do the current era Celtics rank among all Celtics eras? So basically he went through, he looked at every single Celtics era, ranked the top 10 uh, in Celtics history, and he put the current era Celtics at fifth place all time, the 2012 to, or excuse me, 2013 to 2023 um, <clears throat> era Celtics. And we'll, we'll he, break it How down does he here. define an era? Is it decade? Uh, he, no, he didn't do by decade. He just did by like team concept. I'll pull it up here. So I'll put it on the screen. Um, okay. the, the worst stretch was 92 to 2001. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That era of Celtics wasn't exactly great. Um, ninth place was 76 to 79. It's a smaller era, but it's defined by certain things happening around it. Obviously eighth place was 69 to 71. Another short one, both retired. Say Bill Russell and Sam Jones retired, uh, 2001 to 2007, the Pierce Antoine Walker era. Not great. <clears throat> Obviously not great. Um, is this Joe Johnson or am I crazy? That's I Eric Williams. Eric Williams. I saw 55 because that's what he wore, wore most recently. Sixth place, 46 to 56. Didn't make the playoffs. Not great. Uh, and then he put the current Celtics in fifth place, 2013 to 2023. They've been successful overall, but can't move up the ranks until they ride the duck boats. <clears throat> Good True. Phrase. Fourth place was the 2008 title team. They got one. 2007 to 2013. Yeah, fair. Agree. Third place, 71 to 76. Bouncing back from the Russell era. Red hired Heinsohn. Um, yeah, fine. Two trips to the finals, both successful. Second place was the Larry Bird era, 79 to 92. Yep. And then number one, obviously is 13 seasons, 12 when finals. And they won literally titles. every time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I think these rankings make sense. I think one title for the 2013, 2023 puts them above the 2008. In my opinion, I don't know what you think, but probably cause they've had more sustained success. They made more conference finals. The so you get over made the three of them. Yeah. If you count the finals run two, this team has made five. Mm-hmm. Um, can you scroll back up? I think, I think we glossed through this too quick, actually. I know we've kind of gone, but this is such an interesting piece because there's so much here throughout history that dark ages from 92 to 2001 disastrous time. All of the things that had to happen for this to go as poorly whether it was Bird's bad back and he retired early, the Reggie Lewis tragedy, Len Bias not being there after being drafted in 86, never got to play with them. Even the arena comes down and they build the TD Garden. Like, that's crazy. All of this stuff to happen within, like, quick stretches. Then they bring in Patino, who turns out to be the biggest rat. I mean, that is a crazy era to have to go through as a fan. Thank God we were not really here yet yeah no this was this was us being bored 
<laughs> we, we were born in it. I mean, we did the trivia thing this week, and you know, you know me, like I'm into the, all this stuff. Yeah, this is an era I'm just so curious about because there's not a lot on it because it was so bad. People just want to forget it, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I don't know anything about it. But it is just yeah. everything that could have went wrong went wrong. This is this is they Sam missed Flex's... out on Tim Duncan, like wow, what a, what a it, catastrophe. This is uh this is Sam Flex's. He's not a Hornets fan for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, good piece by Mike Dine. Go check that it out. And be full. the end of it. I just, I there was so much work that he put into that top top slide. I wanted to get into it. Yeah, good job, Mike. Speaking of the Hornets, on blog. turn it blue. <laughs> Hit me. Lead it off. PJ Washington back. Yes. <laughs> Three years, forty-eight million dollars per Woj, and Jack puts on the show sheet. Hornets still ask question mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably not very good. Uh, yeah, no, good. I mean, it's good that the Hornets got him back. You can't lose PJ Washington for nothing. That'd be a disaster. Worth more than Grant. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. It it's different. PJ Washington's a better, like top three player. Grant Williams is a better role player. Does that make sense? Like Grant Williams is better for a win now team. PJ Washington is better for a rebuilding team, and that's where they both landed. So they both got paid accordingly. No, I see. I'm just curious who's better. Who would you rather have? I guess it's subjective. Well, yeah, that's what I said. It depends. <laughs> that's what I just said. I think Grant's a better player. That's why. I think he's better for a team trying to win a championship. But if you're a team trying to rebuild and find pieces that can eventually grow into a top three, top four team on a championship, Grant Williams is who he's going to be. PJ Washington still has room to grow. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Okay, fair. <clears throat> Which is fine. Um, but yeah, good for PJ Washington. Pretty good value for PJ Washington. What is that? What's 48 divided by three? I don't want to do math off the top of my head. 16. 16 mil. That's honestly probably lower than I thought he'd get. He wanted 20 mil. Uh, I assume it'd probably land somewhere between like 18 a year. So 16 seems pretty good for him. Um, yeah, good value for the Hornets. You couldn't afford him accepting the qualifying and then having him and Miles Bridges both be unrestricted free agents next summer. Is that a trade that would contract? Have been <clears throat> 16 mil for PJ Washington. Absolutely. Yeah. He can shoot. He's an okay defender. He's bigger, bigger body. He's a six foot eight power forward that can shoot the ball. Yeah. It's top trade destinations for PJ Washington. What do you think? Just, just off the top of your head. I don't think he gets traded. I do. But if, <clears throat> why? Because the Hornets, like you said, rebuilding team right now, he fits. But let's just say that LaMelo and Brandon Miller really click, which you'd have to imagine is the franchise's idea. He can't be part of the future. Or maybe why? he is. Maybe they try him out. At the because power he can what at the power forward they need a power forward okay but no? if they want to compete maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't really fit there i don't know okay i think he fits but if he does end up getting traded i don't think it'd be right away i think it'd be like a few years down the line at yes. the end of this contract if that's the case maybe like <coughs> excuse me sorry indiana maybe get him next to tyrese okay. halliburton paired him with uh Miles Turner, maybe you throw him over to the to the uh, Pelicans, pair him with Zion. It's a smaller front court, but you could have them both back and forth. Jonas Valanciunas also there. That'd probably the worst be worst replacement for when Zion's fat. True. Put him out there. Uh, gives you a little bit more space on the floor. I think right? the uh, the Kings probably make some sense too if you want to run a smaller lineup. I think uh, Fox, Herder, Keegan Murray, PJ Washington, Sabonis. I think that'd be pretty good. Anyways, yeah, I think those are. Awesome I don't think teams. right now is a trade, but I, I no, just, think I don't think you. This is something they might have signed with that in mind. Maybe it's a, it's definitely a tradable contract. All right, next thing, peeking into Bucks territory, Giannis talks extension. Uh, did an interview recently with the New York Times. I want to get the author, uh, 
Tanya Ganguly of the New York Times talked to Giannis about an extension and uh, NBA Twitter is going crazy. Basically, Giannis said next summer it would make (laughs) next summer it would make more sense for both parties. Even then, I don't know. Giannis said about an extension. Uh, I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know that everybody is on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from the family like I do. And if I don't feel like that, I'm not signing which is a pretty level-headed way of Giannis saying, if I don't feel good about my chances in Milwaukee, I'll probably explore other options. But everyone outside of Milwaukee is just saying, he's leaving. I don't think he he's is leaving. leaving. <clears throat> I don't think he's going anywhere. I think this was Giannis not like he was put in the Jalen Brown situation. If he says, yes, I'm resigning and then doesn't, he's an asshole. But if he says, then no, I'm Kyrie. not resigning, then he's definitely leaving. So he says, it would. De- he basically said, I'm not signing if this happens, but I have to see if everybody's on the same page. He said exactly what he can say, and people are still going berserk because, duh. I think there's maybe a little bit more to this than just that, but I ultimately think he's going to stay. I just think these foreign guys like to stay where they end up. I think Milwaukee has done a great deal to make him comfortable, including employing his bum brother, Thanasis. <laughs> And they've already won a championship there, so they've proved that they're willing to get a team together that's good enough to help him compete. Mind you, to get that championship, they did have to make moves and reshape the roster. It wasn't something that just kind of happened. They went out and they got Drew Holiday. They brought in Brooke Lopez to get even better. Like They made moves to put that team together to make sure he was happy and they were able to compete. So they've done everything they can do correctly. I don't think he has any reason to be upset with them. Which leads me to, if he leaves, he might become the next great villain. The guy that everybody likes. Probably, yeah. Turns his back. Because they haven't given him a reason to be upset. No. No, I will say, I think this next two, three-year stretch in Milwaukee will just say a lot because... If True. they do stagnate from here, they do need to start moving things. Like, do they trade Middleton? Do they trade Drew Holiday? Do they trade Brook Lopez? Like, seriously shifting things around. Similarly to the Celtics moving Marcus Smart, which we don't know how it's going to pan out. But, like, if you don't get over the hump for long enough, you got to make a significant move. Uh, exactly. And you better win because of it. But we'll have to see how the Hornets, or excuse me, the Bucks play out that situation. Next thing we have, checking in on the James Harden uh, debacle. Maxi Tyrese Maxi has talked about it on his podcast Maxi on the mic which I didn't know existed but now I know it does everybody's got one <laughs> talked about the James Harden situation it's crazy to say this but it's not our first rodeo honestly that's funny to say but that's life James is his own individual and he's able to do whatever he pleases I'm preparing right now to play hit uh, with him or without him and I love James if James decided he's going to come back and play for us there's nobody in this organization that would be upset about that I will say this about the situation to each his own James he's a professional he's doing something for a reason you just have to kind of sit back and understand what he's doing as a friend, but then as a teammate and someone part of the organization I'm with right now, you have to prepare for whether James is going to be there or not. It's just the nature of it. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, basically. <laughs> Somebody wrote that statement for him. Uh, I think a lot of this is just weird. It must be very strange to be a part of the team when somebody's doing this because you really don't know how to react. He covers his bases in all ways. He's like, yeah, if he's not here, we'll be okay. We're preparing for that, but I have to support him because if he does come back, you can't have like well, weird beef just hanging the around. The thing is, and Maxi said this, like they probably are friends. Like you just spent a season together. They don't definitely don't hate each other. He just said, Yeah, I love James. Like personally, they just spent a season together, flying back and forth, having team dinners. Like they are probably good friends or good enough like friends, right? Like 
it's not like this is a Shaq and Kobe situation where they hate each other, right? Mm. Like they're they're probably close enough. He said as much. And if if they weren't close friends, he just wouldn't have mentioned that tidbit. But like Maybe more teams should hate each other. I don't know. It's just it feels like it's a weird situation, like you said, because obviously he wants James to be there and he wants to win, but he understands what James is doing from a, a personal perspective because they're friends. It's just weird. It's just makes one yeah. person on the planet. Well, no, it's just because the outsiders dislike it. But I mean, if you're the players and you're his teammates, you understand like the frustration. This is the argument I always bring up that you disagree with, and I don't want to get into it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cut. <laughs> um, We've done it like a week straight. We don't need to. Do yeah, it again. over it. Uh, next thing, Anthony Edwards on Team USA. Have you seen this thing? Uh, yes, Steve and Kirk. Anthony Edwards came out and said it was fake. Did he say it was fake, or did he just say no? I like Steve Kerr. I think he said, I didn't say that. That's my dog. Cause you do have that part. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. So there was this whole thing that came out, which I don't know if it was real. Cause Anthony Edwards has come out and said it. No, I like Steve Kerr where it was basically like Anthony Edwards was supposed to go off the bench. I do know that was the thing because in, the, in those initial like things that came out of, Oh, this is who they're rolling. I don't think he was a part of the starting lineup, which was always weird. And I, again, don't know if these quotes were real, but it was basically like Steve Kerr said D Wade came off the bench for Kobe and Anthony Edwards said, but we don't have a Kobe. Um, and Edwards, like you said, said like, <clears throat> no, uh, Edwards said, that's my dog in response to, or in reference to Steve Kerr. So it sounds like it could be fake, but uh, Anthony Edwards has been just murdering people <laughs> for team. USA. He's nasty. <clears throat> it, it might be fake, but I think what he was really getting at is more of, this isn't the context it was set in. It was not set in a yeah. uh, hostile way. type way. Yes. It was just a, I think I should be starting like in its facts, like who would he be backing up in that situation? Who? Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not, it's probably the better player. I agree. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying like, if you're actually asking me the question, that's probably the answer out of the <laughs> players on this team, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, and I may be missing people because I cannot rip off the whole roster on the top of my head, are the only two guys that really have to be the guy on their team. The rest of them, well, I guess Mikel Bridges and Paolo. Those guys haven't been doing it as long, though. Mm. Jalen Brunson just had the one season. Anthony Edwards really has had like one and a half, two seasons of it with Cat being in and out of the lineup where he's had to take on the brunt of the responsibility. But Mikael Bridges just had a half season of it. Paulo's still like coming off his rookie year. Like, yes, he's had to do it, but he hasn't really gotten to do it as a successful. Alabama. I mean, Edwards got to the playoffs. He's played in the playoffs as a one A. Yeah, Halliburton. Maybe you can maybe yes, make the argument for good point. Ingram, probably. No. Pro- yeah, yes, he he's the well. Zion's not on the court. He's the best player. I mean, and Zion CJ's hasn't been on the court. There. No, no, no. Ingram is the best player. But it's not the same level, I agree, as Anthony Edwards. It's I would say it's a pretty similar situation, though. Cat's out, Edwards stepping up, and now That's he's true. going to be the best player. <clears throat> Regardless, I understand the point. Edwards, he, there's no way he should have been the a backup. <laughs> he's a starter for that team. Um, next thing we have is a little video that's been going viral, and it's just a small conversation. Somebody calling Jimmy Butler the Paul Pierce of today's era, which I know definitely gets Heat fans really mad, but it actually makes a lot of sense. So I just wanted to watch the TikTok. Or, or listen to it and if we, we don't have to watch the whole thing if we don't want to but um I, my point is a lot of people have been getting very mad at this on the internet and so i wanted to take a look uh, and just okay. see the point i think jimmy butler is the perfect cop 
for Paul Pierce. I wouldn't say it? he's the Jimmy Butler of this yes. era. I'd say Jimmy Butler is the Paul Pierce of his era, right? Because Paul Pierce came first, and I think Paul Pierce is the better player. But he's another mm. one of the guys who's kind of a super weird archetype and was never truly considered to be on the same level as the guys at the very top of the league. But in any one-game setting against those guys, he was capable of outplaying them. To me, Paul Pierce was kind of like a chubbier, less athletic version of Kobe Bryant. There were a lot of similarities in his footwork and his shot form and the types of shots that he used to take. He kind of attacked in a very similar style, which is a big part of what made him so dynamic in playoff situations. He spent the first half of his career playing on some limited Celtics teams and put up a lot of big numbers, had some big playoff series, but never really had the talent necessary to compete. And then KG and uh, Ray Allen came. And he finally had an opportunity to demonstrate it on the biggest stage, and he immediately did. I thought Kevin Garnett was the best player on that particular team, but it was close. And Paul Pierce absolutely played like a superstar on the biggest stage and made a lot of the big plays en route to them winning a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All, all really valid points. Yeah. I think Jimmy Butler is a guy that people fear. Obviously, he got respect earlier in the show when we did the Hoops, heist li- hoops Hype list Yeah, of those top small forwards. He's third. In about mm-hmm. three months, people are going to forget. And he's going to be like, Jimmy Butler, he's not even trying. And then the playoffs are going to come, and he's going to murder their favorite team. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very fair comp. I think the success is there. The ability is there. I think the under-the-radarness is there. Very good comp. This was, uh, Do we Jason have a name for that for credit? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say this. <laughs> this perfect, was Jason Timpf. Jason Timpf of the Volume Sports. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you see a lot of people in the comments saying, you know, Paul Pierce isn't close to Butler. Butler isn't close to Pierce. This is disrespectful. I think it's pretty respectful to both players. I, I think a lot of Celtics fans might get mad because they're like, Pierce is a champion. Jimmy Butler's been to two finals. Like, and I know Pierce did go to finals too, but like, I, I don't want to say, I'm not going to sit here and act like Jimmy Butler is like miles away from where Paul Pierce was a player. Jimmy Butler's a damn good player. And he, I think he deserves to be in that conversation. And if Jimmy Butler won either of those finals, they'd be on the exact same level. I hate to break it to you. So he's what, like two games away from being on the exact same level. So um, it's impossible to do these rankings at all time rankings. It always is. And people are always going to be mad. Sure is. It, all, it all comes down to a matter of, did they win one or two extra games when it mattered most? Right. And that, that is what basketball is, but it's a good question. <clears throat> I really like this comp. And I was looking at their basketball reference pages and Paul Pierce has more all-star games. Jimmy Butler actually has more NBA teams, which is odd. Um, Jimmy Butler has the all defense. Obviously Pierce has the titles. Obviously there's a lot of things that go into it, but I, I do think they're on the same level. And I, that's been going, I mean, that tweet with that video has 4.8 million impressions. So it's going pretty viral on Twitter. And a lot of people were talking about it. So I thought it was interesting enough to uh, bring it up here. I don't think he says um, anything egregious though. Like I get no. why people get defensive of their favorite player, but I don't think you can watch that and be like, well, no, that argument's not fair. I just think, the added context of all of the beef between Pierce and Dwayne Wade probably has some heat fans mad. And the same thing about Celtics fans, because there are on those respective teams, which Pierce is not much is worse not. than Dwayne Wade. No, he's worse, but he's not. Yeah. Like, no, I, I don't know if you, if you put him on a list. Yeah. But like, they're pretty close to the same level, if not on the same level. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. All right. Last NBA thing we have today is a list by Matt Moore of action network um he tweeted out his top 100 player rankings uh tweeted out give me all the hate and uh people have been <laughs> people have been giving him hate which i i understand why because fans get defensive and that's the nature of the beast and there are some pretty uh i don't want to say 
everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'll put it that way. And I disagree with some of his. So let's take a quick look. There's nothing too crazy inside the top 10. Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Luka, Jason Tatum at five. This is five. Top five. Kind of very high. Butler uh, at six. Booker at seven. Durant at eight. Durant at eight. Below Booker is like, (laughs) excuse me, another interesting thing. Embiid at nine. I know you're going to love this. Uh, Embiid at nine. Excuse me, I had to cough. Shea at 10. Kawhi at 11. LeBron. There you go. There it is. He said, how far he went into this list and he said, how far down can I put LeBron? Because LeBron has the most passionate fans in the NBA. They will die for that man. That's not why people are mad. That's not why people are mad. It's going to be one of you. I'll show you exactly why people are mad. This is the thing Mm -hmm. I've seen the most. LaMelo Ball at 84. (laughs) Al Horford better. Mm -hmm. Mitchell Robinson better than LaMelo Ball. That's an interesting take. That's uh, quite the take. Uh, this Lamella's is this is where weird see... case though, because mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's right about this, but I feel like Lamelo has the biggest range of how impactful you can make him out to be, because the Lamella Hornets Ball... are just there, rotten at the bottom of the Eastern Conference every year. How good Lamella... can he be, really? Lamelo Ball worse than Mitchell Robinson when Mitchell Robinson's description is blocks and rebounds. Somebody's got to do it. It's crazy. What is the description on Lamelo? I can't see it. It's safe to say I'm lower on ball than consensus. I don't see last year as a product of his injuries, though, but I'm not sure ball plays in a way that helps the team win, which I think is a bit unfair considering the teams he's had in Charlotte aren't conducive to winning because they've been horrendous, but I understand it. Some of these other things I think also get a bit crazy, like Michael Porter Jr. being worse than some of these guys ahead of him, like... Michael Porter Jr. is a worse player than Kyle Kuzma. Thoughts? It's just, it's just when you're when you're picking at straws Kuzma down had a really here. Good season. They just play different roles. That's the problem with lists. Is the NBA now is not? It, it's more of a team sport. In positions mean less, and it's more of a role based thing. Bradley Beal at sixty three. Thoughts? I mean, the players <laughs> he's around, like I would say, is somewhat fair. Walker, like, Trey Murphy the third, better than Bradley Beal. Not them, but the ones like <laughs> underneath the DeJounte Murray picture. Like, I don't know if Trey Murphy's better than DeJounte Murray. Austin Reeves better than Bradley Beal. Thoughts? Probably not. No. <laughs> I I think so. This is why crazy. I hate lists. I know. I know. And I just thought this, this list was something to look at. Cam Johnson uh, above Brooke Lopez, above Aaron Gordon, Julius Cam Randall, Johnson, Martin I'm not Rosen. really convinced he's very good. <clears throat> Fred Van Fleet, better than Brooke Lopez, Aaron Gordon, uh, Derek White, Franz Wagner, Nick Claxton. <clears throat> I don't know about that one. Zach Levine up here. Darius Garland. I, I just, I don't know. Chris Stops better than Jalen Brown. Sure. <laughs> I just thought this, I just, I saw that list going viral on Twitter. The, the funny part crazy. of the list is not the list. The The funny part of this whole story is he's getting upset that people are coming at him. Yeah. He after he made a list Twitter. and said, Hey, get as mad as you want. And he's going on Twitter now from what you told me and being he's like, why is everyone attacking me? And it's the, I think you should leave where he drives the hot dog car into the store. And he's like, we're all trying to find the, find the guy that did this. That's what it is. It's whatever. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's the one thing he said, like, um, I try to be receptive to good criticism. Dude, you literally asked for hate. You didn't ask for criticism. Your tweet said, bring We're me all, all trying your to find hate. the guy that did this. 
I don't know. I, I like I said, everyone's ob- sub, uh, allowed to have their own opinion. I don't really care that much. I just thought it was in- interesting to see him get a uh, interesting. It's it's August, so seeing him get torn to shred on Twitter gave me something to look at. Put it that way. Uh, anyways, all right, head into the rat list now. I'll let you lead it off here, and I'll change the background to Matt the Rat on the screen. You, you got something ready to go? Yes. Rat list, the Thai restaurant I went to last night. I mm. love this Thai restaurant. I will not roast it Thai food good. by name because it typically yes. is excellent. Uh, my girlfriend, I, and her roommate were all hanging out. And we were going to go see a movie. And the food took so long that we had to push back the showtime that we were going to see. Because we Ooh. went there probably with an hour to spare. And it took that long. Not only did the food take long. But I finally get my food. The roommate gets her food. And my girlfriend's food still has not come out. So we have okay. to wait even longer for food to come out now with food in front of us. Do you know yeah. how difficult that is when you're hungry? Mm-hmm. And you've just I will got say, it taunting you. I will say, unless you know specifically that this restaurant usually takes shorter. like It does. It does. Hour, okay. I was going to say, give yourself an hour at a restaurant is a bit questionable but if it usually no, no. takes shorter usually you know that, that's fine okay in that case yeah i understand also the, the whole food thing that's definitely tough it is it was just like we were sitting there <clears throat> that's rough uh i'll rat list doordash because mm. i ordered something last night super excited i see it's like oh it's arriving now i go get my drink i go to everything i go to get it just deliver it to the wrong house she's not at my house and, Ooh, and what did you do yeah they they have a button where it's like i didn't get it and i just like reordered and so my food came and they didn't charge me extra so i just got a new order which was fine but it was just like i had my drink i had everything i was ready i was super excited i was super hungry sat down i look at the picture not my house (laughs) she's delivered it to the wrong house i've had that happen before i ordered food when i was working the news station Mm -hmm. and i was starving yeah and the guy just never showed up yeah i was rip shit yeah. With how mad I was because I had it, not only did it take a while, then I was trying to contact the person. They would not get back to me. Yep. And I had no food and I had to go home soon. Like it was just all, all of it compiled together was an infuriating afternoon. And then there was another time where I accidentally ordered it to the wrong address. Shout out to the it's driver awesome. who went back and got it. Shout out to them. There you go. W. Uh, rat list. The people at the gym that take the machine right as I'm walking over to it. Yesterday, I was at the gym, and I don't know what it is about the pectoral fly and I forget what the the real rear deltoid fly machine, maybe that it does two exercises, that people just absolutely love it. They had, Planet Fitness has two of these machines. One of them was broken for like two or three weeks, so there was only one. Everybody in their mother wants to use this machine. <laughs> Yesterday, I like move it back in my my like planned list of activities in the gym because somebody was on it and it's the last thing I pushed it all the way back and I'm walking over and someone sits down. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave. Yep. How about last Saturday? I left the gym because I didn't want to wait for it. I was like, you know what? Not doing it today. Nice. Love to see it. <laughs> um. Ooh, I just had one and I can't remember what it was. Oh, Ratless Dunkin' Donuts, a recurring oh, no. theme. So I've been getting this avocado toast thing at Dunkin' yes. just because I, I, I get in these like, uh, what'd you say? That we discussed last time. <clears throat> we did. I was like, how do you eat that as a meal? I know, I know. I I, I was like, 
okay, I don't want a bagel anymore. I don't want this anymore. I'll try this. It was pretty good. Uh, I get it with bacon on it, which just makes it better. Like, it's fine. Um, but one Dunkin', whenever I order it with bacon, just doesn't put the bacon on. <laughs> They're just like, nah. They charge and I don't you? know. If, yeah, I mean, I pay. I pay. I get it on the app. I put. I do it on the app because I have big order and I just do the app and I get it on. And I get I get points through the app, too, so I can get stuff for um free eventually. I need to get but, the app. I go too much not to use the app, dude. I don't know why I don't do it. It's like a well, you 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 make fun of me for using the app, and now no, no, I don't use the app to order, but you can still have them scan your app so you get points. Yeah, it's just easier to use the app to order. Anyway, is it? Um, yes. Tell me more about the bacon they don't put on your food. Well, I've learned that it's just this one Dunkin' that doesn't do it, and it's consistent too. It's not like they forgot one time. Every time I order it, they just are like, no. And I don't know if it's because the the avocado toast comes prepackaged and then they have to put bacon on. So they're just skipping that step because they're lazy Maybe. or because they forget every time. That's what I would do. But <clears throat> ratless them for not putting the bacon on it. Ratless, my friend. Uh, I, yeah, my friend McKenna. Today, before the show, I'm like, hey, anybody want to play video games for a bit? Because I didn't know. I didn't know if Jack was awake yet. Like I was like just trying to kill time. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'll play. And then like I got out of the shower, I sit down. Just just Houdini. Nowhere to be found. Jack and I start recording. He's like, hey, you still on? No. No, I'm not. It was like 45 minutes after <laughs> I was like, I'm on. That's tough. So, Ratless. Yeah, that's a tough look. Uh, I'll Ratless my friend, Harry. <clears throat> I'll put him on the Ratless. Um, he plays CSGO, right? Mm. And so I wanted to play video games. That was what was there. So I re-downloaded CSGO. I'm terrible at it. I, I'm not good at it. I don't play it. But I'm like, okay, I want to play video games. <clears throat> we're in the channel and we're like, okay, let's play something else instead. And Harry's like, no, I'll just watch. Rat. Just just play the game that everyone else wants to play. He goes, no, I don't want to play that. I'll just watch you guys play. Shut fuck off. At least just play- I'll say this. <clears throat> Correct on the rat list that he is like saying he doesn't want to do it. When it. everyone yeah. else like is doing it, I re-downloaded but, CS:GO to respect play. Respect to not being like, I'm not going to participate yeah. in all at all. Yeah, Correct way I to handle the activity that you might not want to do. I suppose Instead, just because I have friends like we'll try and make plans in the group chat, and they'll be like, we should go to this person's house for game night. Someone will be like, mm-hmm. no, can't. <laughs> like they won't be like, but you guys go ahead. It'll hold up the plan. Or or we tried to go to Six Flags this summer, mm-hmm. and we had one person be like, I can't do these days. So we just never went. <laughs> Why didn't you just go without him? Oh, it's fucked. You went without me. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's that that's worse. That is that is extra yeah. rat list. Oh, man. I'm trying to think if I have anything else on the rat list. It was a short one today. I didn't have anything specific. Um, I don't have any long stories today. Nobody pissed me off. Me neither. I can anti-ratless. I got Chick-fil-A. You actually got me to have Chick-fil-A again because you were like, oh, I don't know how you can eat those avocado toasts when Chick-fil-A is right there. And so I got Chick-fil-A because I made me think about it. I mean, an avocado toast is probably three with the bacon, probably 400 calories. A Chick-fil-A sandwich is 400 calories. No, it's fine. And I that's I'm saying like I got Chick-fil-A. Anti-ratless, they just give you so much Chick-fil-A sauce. Like I just didn't use it all. So I just have so much extra. It's great. Yeah, no, it's anti-ratless, but I just have it everywhere now ratless us for dropping chick-fil-a on a sunday when this pod comes out so the listeners can be like i can't go to chick-fil-a now that you guys talk yeah no chick-fil-a for you sorry not today 
Uh, is there Baltimore, by the way? I'll ask you yes, now. you're in. New, or you old gym. Perfect. Amazing. Oh, I should ask about Henry. I don't know what Henry's doing. Can I still See ask him? Doing. I'll ask Henry. That's fine. I'll ask him today. Um, actually, I think Henry's at a cornhole tournament right now with really? my stepdad. Yeah. Staying awake? <laughs> yeah. Right? standing Hen- there. He's not moving around enough. No, he might, Henry's he not off. Henry's nasty at cornhole, so I'll give him that credit. Anyways, that's all I got. You got anything else for Atlas? No, I'm starving. All right, we'll wrap it up there. I am also hungry. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you for watching. Uh, Make sure to check out How About Them Celtics. Um, Subscribe to the channel. Check us out on Spotify and Apple. Leave us five stars there. And if you're not going to leave us five stars, uh, oh, uh, leave us a comment. We also forgot to mention Jalen Brown played in the big three. That was some more Celtics news we didn't even talk about because I didn't even think about it. Did you know that? I did see that today. That's you think weird. he played? In the, I think he played in the big three All Star game. I don't, I don't think like that he's playing team. extra basketball. You know, he's he's gonna be playing basketball anyways. It's not I'm like kidding. it's not. Yeah. Uh, no, um, he played in the big three. Um, also, for the person who told me to stop swearing in the comments, eat shit. There you go. There's your swearing. Yeah, I, that, that shit's the dumbest thing ever to be. And somebody came to our defense. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, Shout I actually like, yeah, I should have rat listed that. Like anybody that's really getting upset about swearing, I don't back. know what to tell you. Put it back up. Brief, I just don't know. List. Those might be my least favorite complaints in any <laughs> situation. Agree. Not even like in regards to us, but like, oh, you're swearing. Yeah. It's if you're not saying like an offensive word to somebody or a slur, it should just about be fair game. Yeah, like me telling the person to eat shit. That's that's where yeah. you can get mad if you want to get mad at me for that. But once it starts like, to become a little hateful, that's when you say no, no, definitely don't say just that. Swearing for the sake of it, though. Like, yes. like what, what are we doing? Who cares? Like, stop. Uh, yeah. I why are you swearing so much? That. I'm not a prude. I don't care, but others do. It doesn't make you cool. That's just how I fucking. You care comment. enough to comment. Like, yeah, get over it. And then, it's, well, and then you go stop swearing putts as if you inserting putts instead of bitch or asshole. It makes it any different. Like you're finished, right? Like you're just an idiot. You're a moron. And should uh, we, uh, should we stop doing the show? Yeah. Right. You know, and, but crazy, craziest thing is that person commented on our video today. Just did they not even talk about swearing? Yeah. Just talking about the video. Like Do they, they uh, enjoy it. Yeah. That thing annoys me. I, I, yeah. They were just talking about like, uh, you know, like general stuff. Like I can't believe our luck. Maybe I'm a homer, blah, blah, blah. Talking about like how great Jordan Walsh is. Right. Like, I don't know. And then we had another person defending us in the comments. Oh, I want to find it now. They were complaining about the copyright thing we have on our highlights yes. videos, which I understand a little bit. Like it is frustrating, but like that's what we have to do so we don't get our videos taken down, so we can still monetize, so we can like react to these highlights. Um, and they responded, oh, I gotta find it now. Um, these basically, episodes like are unwatchable. That's what it was. Yeah, he's said. like these are unwatchable. And then we had a legend in the comments go, "Well, then stop watching." Them. <laughs> Listen. And it was it was it was the guy who keeps fighting with the Sean guy. It was Listen. ILL. <laughs> I don't want to be making videos of us reacting to highlights any more than you want to be watching them. But this is what we have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They goes these episodes are unwatchable. Copyright banner is so hard to see anything. Someone goes, why are you commenting them if it's as unwatchable as you say? You wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I, because that person's heart's in the right place. They just want no, like, I content I that they can you enjoy. It, we're learning. We're learning. It's, it's the summer. We're, we're trying to get through it. For what we it's worth, if the that, if the person who commented that is listening now, I did try to lighten the filter a little bit, but I immediately got the red copyright flag on it. So I, it, it gotta find, I gotta find a balance and, and try to find a way to make sure it's not there. So, um, but yeah, 
Anyways, long outro today. Thank y'all for watching. I'll let Sam take us home. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on the YouTube page, whether that's ours or CLNS's. If it's ours, hit subscribe. There's two. But hit the notification bell for us because we're putting daily uploads up. So you don't want to miss any of that. Keep yourself entertained as you wait for the season to roll around. You can find us on Apple and Spotify as well. You can leave us a nice five-star review there. Say something nice. Social media is at How About the MCs, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Facebook page is just the name of the podcast. You can find Jack at Jacksmon NBA on Twitter. You can find me. It's Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Yeah.